In case you missed it, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Jennifer Jacobs and Rachel Foster to discuss their safe at home mission at AHIP, a Virginia based nonprofit that helps keep people in their homes by making critical repairs. All of us at the Go With John Show value our community, so we joined forces with AHIP to promote the Community Match Challenge, and I'm so thrilled to announce that we helped raise $6.7,000 for those in need of a safe, warm, dry home. Thank you to everyone who donated. If you'd like to support Safe at Home, go to ahipva.org and listen to the episode with Rachel and Jen and visit our show website at gowithjohn.com. I'm sitting down with Ed Shudell. He is the director of social media for RGS Title and the business development manager for Long & Foster. We're gonna have a conversation about the ins and outs of title work how it can differ from building a home as opposed to buying a home from a previous owner. And of course, true to the Go With John show, Ed will share stories about the journey to successfully reaching goals and how being yourself gets you farther than you may expect. Stay tuned. So I'm here today with uh, Ed Shudell with uh, RGS Title. Ed, thank you for uh, coming in today. Yeah, thank you for having me, John. Hey, so, you know, an interesting thing is we're in a pandemic world. And uh, I talked in episode one about how we built this studio. And because of the pandemic, we could not use it. So we are doing things remotely. And people are asking me, where are you recording? So I'm going to start saying today we're at the Long and Foster office in McLean. Your RGS uh, office is just right down the hall, right uh, right here on Beverly Road. So w- when I was in the office working every day pre-pandemic, you and I were bumping into the, each other in the hallways and things like that. Exactly. So, so, Ed, you've got an interesting uh, story. So tell us what you do at uh, RGS Title for a second, and then we're gonna, I want to talk about some of the other cool things you've done in your life, and then we'll come and tell some title stories. Yeah, John. So I'm director of social media for Long & Foster Settlement Services, mm-hmm. and we're part of the Long & Foster family. So I help realtors with their social media, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, help build and brand themselves. Right. So that's one of the roles I have. And then the other role I have is business development. I'm based out of here in McLean. Right. I cover McLean, Great Falls, and Arlington. Mm-hmm. So my job is to build the relationships like we have with realtors to show them what we can do and more importantly, what you all need. I listen to the realtors, we help them and show them what our company can do and then help them be successful with their clients. Very cool. Sounds like a fun job. It is fun. It's uh it's been I've been in the office since the pandemic started. Yeah. Nonstop, not complaining. That's that's a good thing. So right. we thank you and everyone else for their business. Uh, long days, but hey, it's helping people reach the American dream. Right. And I'm seeing that more and more people are so happy that they can get a home in such a hot market. Right, right, right. Cool. Well, so tell us, how how did you get here? So what are some of the things you did uh before you got into the title business. Yeah, I've been in the title business 23 years. Wow. And it seems like maybe just a few years ago. (laughs) I I first got out of college and I was uh, a teacher and for a little while with Fairfax County Public Schools. Right. And I started at Pimmit Hills in adult education. Mm -hmm. So I always Mm -hmm. felt if you can teach, you can preach, you can sell. Right. And uh, then I went on to VCU where I headed up, it was actually in the late 90s, their uh, 
their internet outreach to recruit students. And so I worked at the mm-hmm. College of Admissions mm-hmm. or the School of Engineering, and I was an NCAA compliance officer. Mm-hmm. And I also worked at the college, the Medical College of uh, Virginia at MCV mm-hmm. to help recruit students as well. Mm-hmm. And made the transition, came up here, and I uh, worked with my sister, uh, Teresa, and everyone thinks Teresa hired me, and she actually right. didn't. It was a part-time job because it was summer teacher, and right. summers were off. And my job was to get payoffs, mm-hmm. to call all the, uh, all the lenders, get the payoffs, help out. And it was one of the founders of the company. And I was getting ready to go back to school. And he walked down the hall and he said, you're really good at this. Would you like to do this full time? And I had what I, I, I enjoyed teaching, but it was time to do something different. Mm-hmm. I said, OK. And I was hired. Very good. And I went down the hallway and said, Teresa, I'm working here full time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she found out. Oh, what did she think about that? She was happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you work with family, you work all the time. Right. But I enjoy that. And uh, she's excellent at what she does. And I, I just enjoy this business. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people. You know, I, my mom, Lillian Jorgensen, is a realtor. And I think when you're when you're in a business that's all-consuming, it's uh, there's, a, there's a lot of families that get sucked into it. You know, I have, yeah. I have 12-year-old twin boys, and uh, they're already talking about going into real estate. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. So, so before, but you also were, uh, you were on TV, right? You had a, yes. so tell us a little bit about that. So a few years back, uh, one of my- So it's a few years. It was like six years ago. Yeah. Okay. So it was, it was uh, New Year's Eve, and you know, everyone has a resolution. And I jokingly said, I'm going to get on TV. And everyone's like, what? I said, yeah, I'm just, my goal is to get on TV. And four months later, I was on Craigslist looking for furniture. I'm really into mid-century furniture. Right. And I was clicking around. And I saw this category that said TV, film, and editing. Mm-hmm. I thought, I wonder what that's about. You know, right. and I click on and it's And one of the first posts was from the Food Network. Right. And it said, are you a bad cook? Do you know anyone who's a bad cook? Nominate them or nominate yourself. Right. I thought, well, I'm not a good cook. So I, <laughs> so this is what I wrote, just like this. <laughs> I wrote, I, I, I wrote, if I were to be on Iron Chef America, there's only three people I could do battle with. Right. Colonel Sanders, General Sal, and Chef Boyardee. <laughs> and I wouldn't win. <laughs> Two weeks later, the phone rang. It was right. New York, uh, Food Network people, and they interviewed me. As I'm in the car, right. just, it was go, go, go. I had done radio mm-hmm. prior in, in graduate school at uh, WRVQ, Q94, Richmond. And I got that job because I won a contest. And right. I just knew from then, you got to talk. And then, you know, it was uh, three months of auditions. Yeah. Three months of auditions. I'm like every other day over the phone. Mm-hmm. And one of the best questions I think I've ever been asked and I always use to this day is, John, they said, Tell us something about you we wouldn't guess just by looking at you. Mm-hmm. And this was with the cameras. And I told them I'm ambidextrous. Mm-hmm. And they said, what does that mean? I said, I can slice, dice, and chop with either hand. Yeah. So, And then I made, <laughs> I made the show, and I got kicked <laughs> off after the first episode. All right. So you were clearly not the worst. Exactly. They said I was too good. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, but, you know, it was fun. It was a good, it was a good run. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then uh, what else did you do? That was uh, You did some other stuff that was TV-related? Yes. Um, BMW was launching the new M3 at the time. This is 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to go drive it, and it was a, an event. Uh, 
pushed, asked, called, got invited, and then one day we're at the track. Um, well, actually, the night before, we had a dinner. So there's 40 of us at the Nürburgring in Germany, right, the right, famous right. Nordschleife. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going around the table, and they're asking them their favorite car. Yeah. What's your favorite car? So, you know, guys talking this M5, next guy's 911 Turbo, Ferrari. Yeah. There's a lot of wealthy guys. They get to me, and I said, my, my XB. And the f- table of 40 people just got quiet. And they all look, and they go, XB? I said, yeah, my Scion XB. RGS title had little box mobiles. Yeah. And I said, why... Why would you pick that car? I said, I can fit in it. I can park it anywhere in D.C. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's great gas mileage. And you know what? My skills are better than the car. But on the high-end cars, I seriously doubt anyone here can exceed the performance of the car. Mm-hmm. Next day, we're at the Nordschleife. We're walking by the BMW testing uh, building. And I come around the corner, and there's all these TV and, or movie cameras and productions and booms and lights. I thought, wow, they're filming a commercial. And Martin Berkman with BMW M Products, uh, he goes, Edward, yeah, come here. <laughs> oh He's like, everyone else go in. Now, my name is uh, German-Swiss. We see a Schudel, but it yeah. should be Schudel. So he's yeah. like, Schudel, come here. And he said, this is Miss So-and-so. This is her production team. I said, okay. And he goes, we want you in a commercial. I said, why me? Mm-hmm. He goes, you're honest. Yeah. I said, yeah, how so? He goes, because no one admits to liking a Scion XB. <laughs> and then I did videos, and my, they used my voice for the launch of the car. That's great. And it was a lot of fun. You know, I think, and, and, and there's a really important lesson in there. You know, if, if, you're, if you just be yourself and, and be honest with folks, sometimes uh, good things will happen. Yeah, you're, I agree. Everyone has a story. Right. And you got to let them know your story so they know who you are, and you got to learn their story. Right. So yeah. if you had just said something like, like everybody yeah, else M3. said, you would have just been part of the crowd. I would have been, been another yeah. guy there. Right. But they, they really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, so it was fun. It's good. Very, very good. Yeah. Cool. A lot of folks think that building a custom home is a complicated and arduous process. It doesn't have to be. At Stanley Martin Custom Homes, we have the process down to a science. We will bring you through the buying, design, and building phase one step at a time. Head on over to webuildonyourlot.com and check us out. Reach out to us if you want to get started on the path to your very own Stanley Martin Custom Home. So let's talk a little bit about uh, um, title work. So we're, yeah. you know, really the, the my, my my whole sphere. I think that's listening to this show is uh, either are they either homeowners or they're in you know real estate or they're going to build a new home. There's a construction component. So tell us a little bit. I think a lot of people wonder what does a title company do, right? Right. What does a title company do? So our primary goal is to provide title insurance, right? Right. But we want to make sure that the title is clear. The chain of title when you buy a home is something that doesn't have a break in in, in the chain. You Mm -hmm. know who's owned it before. Are there liens? Are there Mm -hmm. judgments? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, If you have your survey, are there encroachments on the property? Mm -hmm. And 
for the largest investment for 99% of the population you're going to make, you want to have title, insur- mm-hmm. title insurance. I mean, you have now with all the, the cyber crime and the hacking and all the things going on, that protects you, that title insurance. Right. But so you're not just providing title insurance. You guys Correct. really pull the whole, you, you yes. have to pull the whole transaction together and get it settled, right? You're absolutely right, John. And that's right. So what it is is to bring both parties, right, the, the, the buy side, the selling side, uh, to make sure we get in all the payoffs the loans, right, right? the HOA, uh, it, there's so much to it. People think, well, they just sat down or they do it remotely or we do it outside with the social distancing. Oh, this is easy. There's so much that goes behind right. it. Each attorney uh, runs one of the RGS title offices or mm-hmm. Sage Title or any of the sister companies. She or he will review the title to make mm-hmm. sure everything looks good. If it doesn't, then we talk and we figure out, okay, what can we do to underwrite this and make it yeah. good? And I think one of the things that folks may not realize is that when you go through a real estate transaction and you buy and sell a house, you're kind of on the front line with your realtor, or if you're representing yourself, you're on the front line of the transaction and you get all the terms negotiated on the contract and you're like, wow, you know, that was a lot of work, we got it done then you normally have to go through some sort of inspection period, right? And then at the same time, the contract goes over to the title company and the title company has to really, you've got to get the deal closed. We're the the conductor of the symphony. Right. And, And I think there's lots and lots and lots of things that come up that your average buyer doesn't even realize problems yeah. in the transactions that you guys solve yes. as you approach uh, settlement without the buyer or the seller ever even realizing that problem was there. And in and, and such a busy market that it is now, as you know, it's also making sure to get the lenders to be on time to get us what we need so we can finish that settlement and get that settlement done. So we're an advocate. We're, we're neutral. We don't right. represent either side, exactly. but we want to bring those pieces together. Yeah. So so you're working with the bank. Yes. You're making sure the money shows up. Yes. You're reviewing the contract and making sure all the terms of the contract are executed properly. So, for example, if there's a seller subsidy or Correct. things like that, you have to make sure all those uh, details are there. You prepare all the documents. You have to get the HUD out to everybody three days before settlement. I mean, there's a lot of pressure. And you're doing yeah. how many settlements are you guys doing every month? Yeah, right. That in, in, in just the McLean office. Uh, I mean, now you're looking at 50, 60 a month. Right. So and that's then, that's probably three a day, right? Business days. Right? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and as people know, and, and, and that's conservative. I mean, it, it is. And we're happy to do it. It's just it's a lot of work. And if it looks easy, that means it's done really yeah. well. And you guys do a great job. Thank at that, you. Actually. Thank yeah. you. So so let's talk about um, what what the uh, what the just the title insurance component is. So how does so how does the whole title insurance come about? So you have you have to you have to get how do you get the detail from the title? How does that work? Well, so there's the underwriter, oh, excuse me, the abstracted title. So our people in the abstract department, we mm-hmm. have a whole dedicated department, they go and they pull it, they look at it, they, they research it. Once they have it, and that's done, then they send it to the individual office to the attorneys, mm-hmm. and then it's reviewed by counsel. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I was just gonna. So, so the so in the abstract. Those are abstract doors, right? They're Correct. called abstractors, right? Right. And an abstractor actually goes to the courthouse or electronically goes to the courthouse. Yes. Right. And depending on which jurisdiction you're in, right. and they pull and they look up in the land records uh, the property that you're working on, and they pull all the detail 
from that's recorded on that land record. Correct, and you can go one, two owners back, and that could be that could be a lot in the chain of title and, right. and go far back. It's important to, to do. And some of the really interesting things are, you know, if you actually read some of this mm-hmm. stuff, yeah, <laughs> which I've done, yes, uh, you know, some of these things are recorded and written a hundred years ago, oh, and damn. you need a uh, English degree to understand <laughs> an old English almost, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but so so the abstractor gets all this detail. They send it to the attorney at the title office, yes. and then and then um, it's reviewed to make sure that the person that's selling the home has legal title. Yes. Okay. Correct. And yes. then that same detail goes to a title insurance company. Yes. Right. And then a title insurance company will issue well, the title, underwriter. The right. underwriter. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the underwriter with the lender mm-hmm. would get all that detail. Well, it's it's a, we we have an underwriter because it's we're we're providing the title insurance. Right? I got you. So when you go to buy a, a property, you have to get lenders. Uh, uh, insurance, right. title insurance that, that that you have to. Us, it will say it will say on the CD and the closing disclosure optional, mm-hmm. but you want to get it. Remember, mm-hmm. if they're getting it, the mm-hmm. lender, why wouldn't you? Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So there's really two different underwriters involved in a transaction. You've got the title underwriter, and then you have the underwriter at the bank. The lender, the lender's yeah, yeah. underwriting. They're looking at it to make sure everything's clear, um, and there are no liens and no judgments, mm-hmm. uh, and and things do pop up. Yeah. So and when they do, absolutely they yeah, do. As you yeah, know. they absolutely do. Yeah. So you know, one thing that's interesting is, and I think this is really important for the folks out there, kind of in my Stanley Martin sphere, mm-hmm. who are not working with one of our uh, title companies. Um, in that, when when everybody's talking about title, and you're working with a real estate agent, and the real estate agent has picked a settlement company like ABC Title right. or whatever they are. And the realtor tells the buyer client, don't worry, they're going to review the title and they're going to issue title insurance. Well, when you're building a new home and you want to do a a build, there's a whole different process that we go through on the Stanley Martin side to review the title. And this is really important. Probably the most important thing I'm going to mention in this in this episode, I think, is that when you're building a house, you want a civil engineer to review the title because there, you, you know, you talked about encroachments being recorded on the title. Well, what does that mean, right? It could be an easement. Right. It could be a. Uh, it could be a uh, mechanics a, lien. A mechanics lien on the property. It could be a. It could be a lack of right of way. There could be a property where there's no legal way to get to the property, and and your underwriter is not really looking for those things. Your underwriter is looking for. Um, does the seller own the property legally? Right. Are there any fine, are there any judgments on the on the property? Are there any liens on the property? Are there things on the really the financial side that right. are going to impact it, and the and the ownership side and the legal title? Whereas when you're building a new home, you want to look at what kind of things are recorded on that title that would impact uh, buildability. Like there could be a homeowners association recorded on the uh, property mm-hmm. that maybe nobody was even aware of. And I've seen that. I've seen all sorts of crazy things come What's up. The, what are some things, John, you've seen? And you're an expert at what you do with, with that. What's something that comes to mind, like a nightmare, like, oh, no? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that comes up are easements that people were not aware of um, or, or lack of right-of-way. Those are probably the two biggest things that, uh, that I see. I think that... Uh, there, there are sometimes there's a right of way easement that goes through a property for somebody else to get to their property and you can't see it. And I think your average person who goes out 
and looks at a lot, especially when there's not even a house there. And they go, wow, this is great. We can build a house here. And when you start scratching the surface, you find all these things. Uh, you know, I think another uh, thing that comes up is that we discover that there's no power in the area of oh. that particular lot, right? And then there's a lack of easement through a neighboring property to bring power to a uh, to a house. So I think it's yeah, the important. it is it is really important. important. It's all the it's all the detail that goes behind um, building the house, right? So 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 the title search and the title insurance, I think, just high level kind of takeaway is if you're building a house it's a different process and you want to make sure you work with your builder to, to have that title reviewed before your study period ends or, or your ability to get out of that transaction. You want to make sure you can build on that lot. And from your perspective, when you're just handling a regular transaction, you guys are going to handle all the detail and really the buyer doesn't have to worry. Correct. And, and, and they got to go with somebody like you. Go with John. Go with somebody who's an expert and excellent and has the experience. And go with a title company like RGS Title that's been in the business. Ask how many times has that attorney done a settlement? Right. You'd be surprised. I mean, yeah. we have people in our company who have done over 15,000, 20,000 settlements. It's amazing. It, it really is. So, and, and, then, and the new folks learn and they, they're a second chair and they learn from these people yeah. as well. But that's important. Yeah. Well, in this business, there's no substitute for experience. You're absolutely None. correct. You can go to all the training in the world, but until you get out in the field and uh, start getting some scratches on your helmet, you... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. So so let's talk a little bit about, I guess I'd be curious to hear, what are some of the things... So you guys, I, and I, I know as a real estate professional, I've been at multiple settlements where you know, everything feels great and you get to the settlement table and all of a sudden there's some problem that just shows up. Total surprise, right? right what are, right. you know, so, so, you know, now you, you guys at the title company, you're wearing a lot of different hats. It's really amazing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody realizes it. And, you. you know, when I'm talking with you and other folks about all the little things that come up, it makes me realize how many different hats you have to wear. Well, one hat is, now you've done all the work, you've done all the research, you've got the money there from the lender, the sellers there ready to sign, the buyers there ready to sign, everybody's sitting at the table, everybody's happy, <laughs> and all of a sudden, Teresa or a settlement agent comes in and says, well, we have an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the things that are uh, showing up at settlement that surprise you? And right now, because of the pandemic, uh, and, and these are, it's a nice surprise, but we have a lot of young couples. They're, they're uh, moving out of Washington, D.C. They're coming into Virginia. Yeah. They're young, and they didn't tell anyone they just got married, or they got right. married three months ago. <laughs> right. And, and that's no big deal. We, you know, that we can change, but we're seeing that. We can fix the deed and correct it, but mm -hmm. we've got to make sure the lender knows. And, mm -hmm. and everything's done. Uh, that we're seeing, um, again, uh, we're starting to see people say uh, they can get a survey, but that's optional. Right. And it's up to them. I yeah. would highly recommend it. And they don't get it. And then they come back later and say, oh, the neighbor said the fence was in, is, is, you know, my fence is on their yard. Right. So they should go ahead and get the survey. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's actually been people are so excited in this hot market that I really have seen less surprises now. Right. than we did pre-pandemic. Wow. Well, I think they're just so happy to get the house. People want to get it done. Yeah, I think people in general are m much more forgiving right now. Yes. Much more forgiving than yes. they than they were before. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It cuts, <laughs> it cuts both ways. We, well, what we do, John, to answer surprise questions, 
every one of our offices, we don't want a surprise. Yeah. Okay. And, and so we really spend the time way in advance. And if there is something that pops up, we let them know. But yeah, yeah it, it's been good. Yeah. I'm John Jorgensen, and if you want to learn more about buying a home or selling your existing home, contact us through the show. We work with an incredible network of professionals who can help you get through the process smoothly. Again, that's GoWithJohn.com. So one of the things as a real estate uh, agent that's really difficult and very stressful for me when I approach settlement is you get to the settlement table and if I'm representing the seller and we get there and, and I hear, wow, the money's not uh, been released from the lender yet. Now, how often is that happening in these days? You'll have a lot of lenders that will say they're overwhelmed, Yeah. right? And they'll say, yes, we're going to go today, the 21st at 3 p.m. And then yeah. you get an email, oh, can we push it to a little later? Yeah. Like, what do you mean a little later? A little later to that, because they're, they're not getting it out, the money right. out. We don't, if we go to closing, and you know, they're socially distanced now, and we don't have the money, we let everybody know. Right. right? We got to know. That's important. Right. So that, literally, you can sign everything. It's an incomplete settlement. Yeah, until because the money. it's not really technically, it's not, you, the house, the, the deal isn't done until the money shows up. Right. But and then you yes. have to record the deal at the courthouse, right? You have to go to the courthouse, either electronically or- Right, we e-file. And, and file to, to, to finalize the transaction what I'll tell you when you say surprises you got to look at who you're getting your loan with yeah okay I'm not oh, that's okay. important I you, agree. you've yeah. got to you've got to deal with uh, a reputable lender right and and, and what kind of expectations uh, you know you, that they have will they mm -hmm. get it done and you've got to you just got to make sure and keep on those people to make sure the money comes through now yeah. what happens we're seeing now this is a surprise we're seeing more split settlements mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so what I what does that mean yeah so in the Commonwealth of Virginia, in Virginia, the the buy side, the mm -hmm. buyers, right. have the right to say which title company they want to go to. Right. Right. And, right. and, and that's that's the law. They have a right. Yeah. Now, a lot of times, well, Agent A, who's has the listing, let's say, okay, let's mm -hmm. say they're here in McLean, say, no, 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 I want to go to XYZ. That's who mm -hmm. I use for my settlements. Mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now you have the buy side. They say, well, I want to go to RGS. Now you have two different title companies working for a settlement, right. right? Now, if XYZ company doesn't do their job, they drop the ball, mm -hmm. okay? We, we had one the other day, here's a surprise. Yeah. They didn't tell us, they said the money was in. Yeah. We said, we want proof of that. They yeah. emailed us, we have the money. Yeah. They didn't have the money. Yeah, I'm familiar with that transaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You are. Yeah. So, I mean, right? I mean, yeah. that, that was one of the biggest yeah. nightmare surprises I've seen yeah. in over a year. Yeah, because right? we went to settlement and we thought the whole thing was done. And then the next day we find out that the money wasn't there and that the house hadn't really been sold. It was quite a stressful situation. And, and you couldn't get a hold of them, yeah, right? Yeah. Right? yeah you yeah, can get was, a hold of us. So, yeah. I, and, and this is not to sound like it, it's, it's a commercial, but we take each settlement and see it as this as if it was our own. Right. So let's go through the steps because yeah. there's, there's a lot of, when, whenever I'm having a conversation with, with, with someone, it triggers thoughts in my head, right? So one of the, there's two things I want to kind of circle back to. One, one is the survey because mm -hmm. it kind of ties into the title report. We'll come to that in a second. What are the steps 
in the settlement process with regard to sitting down at the table, signing, getting the money, recording? When is the house? Can you just walk us through for the layman out there that may not? Uh... So you get a contract. You yeah. have a contract. Both mm-hmm. parties agree. Congratulations. Get the right. contract. You, John, you send over the, the contract to us, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then we open a file. Mm-hmm. Then we start working on it. And then mm-hmm. we say to you and your clients, what's the date you're looking at? What time frame here? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and we pick a date. And then we start. We start getting payoffs mm-hmm. on the mortgages. Most Right, a large majority of people are going to have a mortgage. We got to mm-hmm. get payoffs. Then we got to get HOA if there's HOA information. Mm-hmm. Right, we got to look mm-hmm. at the taxes, mm-hmm. and 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 then the we get that rolling. Right. Okay. And, and then, then you get to settlement day. Right. And then you do the search, and the yeah. search has to be done. The search then has title to be insurance, re- yeah. and the search has to be reviewed. Yeah. Right. And then if the title is clear, and then we get to settlement. Okay. Yeah. Now we're doing because of pandemic yeah. in 2020. We're doing socially distance. Uh, settlements mm-hmm. for everyone's safety. And, and we're going to be, be continuing 2021. Right. Yeah. So just right. for all the folks listening out there, we're actually recording this on December, I think we're the 21st today. Yes. And by the time you hear it, it's going to be February, March or something. So, Great. So okay. we'll still be socially yes, we distancing. Will. For we sure. will. Yeah. And, and that's for everyone's protection. Yeah. And people are happy about that. Yeah. Because they, and, and it's, it's the same thing. So yeah, that's the process. So we go to the settlement table. Yes. Everybody signs. The money comes in from the lender. Well, money comes in first. We want to yeah, make sure the money it, is. It, yeah. Yeah, 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 but if yeah. it doesn't, then, I, I'm yeah. teasing you. Yeah, yes. yeah. Thanks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I interrupt yeah. you. So, yeah, so every, the money comes in, the yeah. money's there, everyone signs, yeah. and then it's time to record. Mm-hmm. And in Virginia, you have up to 48 hours, you being a title company, mm-hmm. to record. We do it same day. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people have to keep in mind with the pandemic, the courthouse is not open to the public. Mm-hmm. Their folks are working in and, and, and Fairfax, Arlington. They mm-hmm. all, uh, where Prince William, they all do a great job, but things are slowing down mm-hmm. and their hours a little less. Mm-hmm. So then we e-file, mm-hmm. okay? We're a bonded license to do that. And then it's electronically recorded. What's mm-hmm. great is sometimes that can happen so quickly that we will have, you know, you get your deed, you get everything done by the time settlement's done. Mm-hmm. Everything's done. It's really mm-hmm. neat. Mm-hmm. And then once it's recorded, mm-hmm. what happens with the money? Uh, then okay, then the payoff. So again, soon soon as that's a good question, John. Soon as we record, then we can disperse the money in Virginia. We that, that's the law. You have to re- be recorded first in Virginia before mm-hmm. you can disperse. Disperse, and then we wire the money out. We give folks a head up. Your money's been wired. Right. Heads up, excuse me. The money goes to the Federal Reserve, right. goes to them, and then it goes to the banks. Hits your account. Right, right. So funds are dispersed. Correct. The technical. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Disbursement funds. And then and then then it's finished. It's done. Yes. That's it. Yeah. File goes away and we save them. Yeah. Yep. New and, buyer moves into their house, the seller moves on and uh, and everybody's happy. And then what we're seeing now is they're coming back 4 or 5 months later because the interest rates have been so low, they're refinancing. Yeah. That's crazy. So you're, we're it? seeing clients who bought and refinancing sometimes within six months it's or crazy. less. It's, it's yeah. crazy. It's good yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fantastic. Thank you for that, Ed. And and I think if anybody has any questions, email them in. We'll, we'll uh, certainly get the answers uh, out to you who are listening. Um, so let's go back to the survey. Okay. Because that kind of ties into the title search, right? So a title search... And a title review by an engineer is going to show everything that you can't see, right? True. It's going to show all the legally recorded encroachments on the property. But an actual field survey, you brought up the fence, is going to show 
a fence that's on somebody's property. It'll show a shed that is built over the property line. I've even seen pools yes, uh, we both built have. Uh, over over uh, property lines. You mentioned before we actually turned on the mics earlier, you mentioned somebody built a pool. Right over, over top. Washington gas. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in one yeah. second. So, so, so the, the actual survey, and you said it's optional. Correct. And and how, what percentage of people are getting a survey or not getting a survey? What, what's I think it's very smart to get one. Uh-huh. It's, it's their decision. We're seeing now, I'd say maybe uh, 10%, which is surprising to me, who don't want them. Yeah. I, I don't understand why. For just a few hundred dollars up to maybe $1,000, depending upon the lot size, right. if you want staked, you're spending these homes like the homes you sell. I mean, you're spending a million plus uh, on a home or whatever you're spending. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. Right? Well, I think what happens is that you're you're a buyer and you're not uh, used to being in this kind of a transaction True. and you start looking at all these fees, 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 mm-hmm. fees. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting feed to death here. You know, do I have to pay all these fees? And then maybe a real estate professional or somebody says, well, this survey is optional. Okay, I don't want it. Yeah. And, th- and, and I think folks are not even thinking about the ramifications of scratching that line. I get it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there where, you know, that $500 or $300 or whatever it is uh, means something. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it is a really important step. They, they can go to rgstitle.com, your listeners, and see how we have it broken down. Everything you need, it's a resource. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, we used to have a home buyer's guide. Remember the days of all those physical pan, uh, you know, binder? Uh, we would give out uh, home buyer guide books. Now it's all online. Describe the process. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, really interesting story about the uh, about the the, the pool over the uh, the the gas line easement. Because, interestingly enough, um, a I see a lot of surveys that say right on the survey that this survey was prepared without the benefit of a title report. I see that a lot. Wow. Okay. OK, so if you get a survey and it says it was prepared without the benefit of a title report and that survey shows a pool on it and there's a Washington gas easement, which is a scenario you had. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. So let me just close the loop on that. So the Washington gas easement would have been discovered in the review of a title report by an engineer. Right. Right. Or someone or, or built- by the survey. The, right. And the surveyor is an engineer, by the way. So if a surveyor is doing that's a civil engineer that's doing the survey. If they have the title report and there's a Washington gas easement, they're going to put the Washington gas easement on there, which is exactly what happened in your story about the about the pool. So tell us what happened. So the person that this large home in, uh, in a nice neighborhood had a nice deck and pool mm-hmm. that was over the easement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington gas say, hey, you got to pull that out. Yeah. You can't just go think, well, it's my property. I don't need permits. I don't need, right? I, I don't have to worry about easements. I can just build where I want. People need to know what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that has fin- financial ramifications if they do it wrong. Yeah. Right? So, th- so that particular seller had to pay to have the pool removed. Yeah, they, they it turned. Yeah, it was part near the pool and the deck. All of it ripped out. And then, what, what did the buyer? Didn't the buyer buy the house because they wanted the pool and the deck? Good question. Well, you know, that that's another story. Okay, uh, okay. for another day. Yeah, another day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 
the the interesting thing here is folks are probably thinking well how in the world could they put a pool in if there's a gas line going through the back of the house and the and the the answer to that question is just because washington gas has an easement across your property doesn't mean there's a gas line there absolutely and that's where people get hurt in new construction excellent that's a perfect example Yes. Right. Right. So 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 there's so many I's and T's that have to be dotted and crossed in a transaction like this. And I think the bottom line is if you're working with professionals, if you're working with Stanley Martin Custom Homes, you're working with RGS title, you're working with a a professional uh, group of people, they are good. And, And really, I think it boils down to experience. I really think it boils down to experience. And I really appreciate all of the the real estate agents that reach out to me because they don't live in the world of new construction. They'll call John. I don't do a lot of new construction. I'm doing a transaction right here. What do I need to look for? And I'll tell them, you know, so so working with professionals that understand what they do know and more importantly, they understand what they don't know so they can get the uh, the the right uh, details. Go with John. Don't just go on the Internet and research it and think now you're an expert. Exactly. Well, I see a lot of people do that, too. So that's great advice, Ed. Thanks. Well, listen, Ed, thank you so much for coming. Is there anything you want to add in closing? Any lessons or words of wisdom or? uh... Go with an expert, ask questions, heed people's advice, Mm -hmm. and uh, just go enjoy your American dream of owning a home. Ed Shudell, thank you for coming in. Uh, Not the worst cook in America. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But a pretty good driver at the Nürburgring. (laughs) All right, buddy. See you. Yeah, see you. Take care. Like what you're hearing on the Go With John show? Let us know what you think by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with your friends. To sign up for show updates, head to GoWithJohn.com to join our list.